Chopper knock a nigga out of his socks. Don't call me little baby, I'm sorry, don't need you. As much I got shot up, then went up on pictures. Body for body, my nigga from deep. Hello everyone, this is Eric Silva with Topic Thunder. It's a podcast I curated so we can discuss many different topics, anywhere from politics, religion, sex, drugs, and alcohol. In this particular episode, I will be discussing gravity. Gravity and how it affects our everyday lives. Is it real or is it an illusion? Well, we would dig into this together soon enough. So y'all stay tuned and let's have fun. What is gravity? Is it real? Is it an illusion? I'm your host, Eric Silva, and today we'll be diving into gravity. Well, first of all, Sir Isaac Newton. Sir Isaac Newton, he developed his theory of gravity with the international theory of gravitation. In that theory, he has great bodies of mass pull in smaller bodies of mass. And the sun pulls in the planets. We circle around because the greater the mass the greater the pull, and it pulls stuff together. That is Sir Isaac Newton, and he describes stuff in a big way. Galaxies, universes, big planets, big bodies. Big celestial bodies. We have another fellow, his name is Albert Einstein. Albert Einstein developed something called the General Theory of Relativity. And that theory, the best way to describe it, is in small particles. And it works to normal day living like we see today. We walk around and we drop an apple from a tree, it hits the ground. Well, Albert Einstein in his theory, the best way to describe it is if you were to have a trampoline. In the trampoline, we have a bowling ball. And I place the bowling ball in the center of the trampoline. Now, the trampoline will sink down. You throw other balls, some pool table balls or any other type of ball that you have into the trampoline also with the big bowling ball in the center of the trampoline. All the balls go to the center where the heaviest mass is where the bowling ball is. It trickles down all the way to and it rolls around till it bumps the bowling ball. That is how it works in a nutshell for Albert Einstein's theory. Well, what he has is the earth is the bowling ball. The earth sits in the fabric of space. The fabric of space is warped by the heavy body of the earth. It warps the fabric of space into a point. That point then is met with us. It, we all go to the center mass of the earth as it dips into the space and to rips into the fabric of space where this earth folds in everything around it is drawn to that center that is the best way to describe Einstein's theory now to me that sounds wrong to me it's neither that or Sir Isaac Newton's they have string theory and they have all these other things that are developed but as for gravity it has to be an illusion it is not real and my points that it is not real is the fact that it it breaks down into the smaller levels of physics. You have to eventually plug these gravity codes in and have all this formula developed. And I think that gravity, uh, capital G constant, uh, that one is uh, 0 
it might be 7, 8 to the negative 11th power. And that right there shows the small amount of gravity pull. Not to be confused with the small g, which that is the g-force. If you were to jump out of a plane or something like that, you feel the, you, you hit a, a, a wall of maximum speed, which I think is like 3 meters per second or something like that. Maybe 30, 30 feet per second that you would drop. Uh, that is something different. That is a small g. What we're discussing is capital G constant in gravity. And that right there is... It's a small amount of force. Because we're talking about 0 0.00078 or something like that to the negative 11th power. Now, whenever you feel that, for example, it would feel like this. Let's say I was jumping around and hopping around and I put a flea, a small flea on my shoulder, like a dog flea. I put that on my shoulder. Will I feel a difference in weight with that flea on my shoulder? You wouldn't feel the flea on your shoulder. At my size, that's the amount of gravitational pull that it has. The 0 0.000078 to the negative 11th power. That's what it feels like. So that's what they can barely read it with their instruments that they have now. Gravity is a theory. It is just a plug-in. So whenever they run all their tests and they're figuring out black holes and they're doing all the gravitational you know, findings in quantum physics and stuff like that, they use that number. And they plug that number in so they can f uh, fill in their data and their computer programming. So gravity is just uh, invented so that it can plug in into their mathematical equations. But you won't be able to fill it. And that's just what it is. If you look it up, you can do all the fact checking that you want. If you look it up, gravity, the, the capital G constant, it's going to show you that it can't be read and it's almost theoretical. Like, it's something that they know exists. They just haven't really proved it definitely. And the number they they that they do give you is that little small number that I've given you with a, you know, with a small number to, to the 11th power. My theory on what gravity is, is it's a pull-push gravity. And what it is, is that gravity only exists with of the ap an absence of something else. Now, that absence of something else would be helium and hydrogen. Now, all the heavier elements and heavier particles exist on Earth. They don't exist out in outer space or anything like that, where everything is weightless. See, that isn't just by random luck. That is by design. That is a cosmic design. See, what you have is you have the Earth and you have an atmosphere. Now, underneath that atmosphere is a borderline of light particles they're very light. There is no weight to them. We're talking about helium and hydrogen. Those sit right above the atmosphere and the outer space. Below that, you have the heavier ones. You know, you have nitrogen, you have oxygen, you have all these other ones, carbon. You have all these other particles. Well, that's the separation. So from the absence of hydrogen and helium, you get gravity from those. Like, for example, if you have a balloon and you fill it up with hydrogen or helium, it is going to float into outer space and it's going to drift off far away. So, I think for every pound 
to give lift to one pound of weight, you would need about 1,200 cubic feet of hydrogen. So if I stuck, let's say that I filled up a box truck, the back end, a box truck full of hydrogen, and I threw a, a ball that weighed one pound. If I threw that ball into the back of a truck, a box truck full of hydrogen, it, it can't leak out, it can't do anything like that, but it's got to be packed in with hydrogen or helium, then it can lift one pound. So 1,200 cubic feet of hydrogen or helium can lift up one pound of weight. So what I'm trying to say is that the entire universe is 99 point something of hydrogen and helium, then that's what gives Earth its floating weight in outer space. And that's weightless. So whenever something is weightless, uh, that's the Earth in outer space. Now when you come onto Earth, our own weight, the atomic mass of our bodies and all our elements that are in our bodies, gives us weight. Because we're not made of hydrogen or helium. So we have our own basic weight. The, uh, the gravity isn't pulling us down. Gravity isn't on our shoulders. And if it was on our shoulders, it would weigh as much as a flea. So when we feel our own weight on Earth, that's our own atomic mass. That's what everything that our body is made up of billions of atoms. That's what our weight is. There, gravity isn't pulling us down. So we can't jump 100 feet. We can't be like, oh, it's gravity. That's the reason why we can't jump 100 feet. It's because we weigh what we, what we weigh out of, out of our atomic mass. That's the reason why we won't be able to jump 100 feet in the air. Now, the reason, and now if we were in outer space, for our body weight, like if you weighed 100 pounds, then you would have multiplied the 100 pounds by the 1,200 cubic feet of hydrogen. So if we had that in outer space, so it would be 100, so it would be, 100 times 1250 cubic feet and whatever that is that's the amount of hydrogen we would need or helium to keep us floating and that's what is in outer space there isn't an amount of hydrogen or helium in an account for so the, that's what the astronomers and stuff like that they don't they don't do any other searches like gravity it's already settled so they've stopped learning about that stuff now they're on to other things. Well, that's the catch, is that if you don't have this determined now, and it's all theory, they're running around in circles, and they just they keep chasing their tail because you have to figure out what gravity is first before you can go on into the cosmos, into this finite universe that's infinite. So they're creating this small amount of, of closure and, and, and shrinking the universe and trying to figure out things you know whenever they haven't even figured out the basic uh, theory of gravity so to me what gravity is is the absence of hydrogen and helium so the absence of something else that's what creates gravity it isn't gravity itself with the warp of the fabric of space like it's a net or something like you know what I mean like it's just not going to be that way to me, it's the absence of the particles, the missing particles, which would be hydrogen and helium. And that would be like a push in gravity. So, and to go ahead and cap off uh, this segment, then we know now that what gravity could be, what it is discussed in school and in 
you know, our education level, which is uh, kind of suited more towards uh, grades and stuff like that. But it still helps you out in school and determining things like that and, you know, watching your science shows. And just if you ever have time out there, you know, you want to look on the Internet. You want to do your own uh, searching. You know, you can figure out different different uh, thoughts. And, you know, it doesn't have to be one-sided where, where you uh, learn the stuff in school and that's where your knowledge ends. You know, you can carry it on to, to universities or colleges or whatever. And you can do your own checking on the internet or on YouTube or something like that. And look all the stuff up that I, that I was talking about. And and <clears throat> to uh, go ahead and uh, close out this segment, you know, y'all have a good day. And thank you for listening. I hope y'all learned something. And if not, then, you know, I'm just going to continue with my own conspiracy theories and what I believe is really happening. So you can know both sides. You can know what you're taught in school and you can know what you learn on YouTube or, or on the internet or wherever else. As long as you're having fun, no one's, no one's getting hurt, you know, y'all enjoy y'all's day. I'm out.